Blog Talk Radio. While I delve into this classic instrumental yes, Pop a bottle and toast because this feeling's monumental Woo. Shout out my nigga Skrilla, uh-huh. he told me this was my juicy You couldn't have been more correct when I'm thinking And listen Lucy, y'all wondering why this nigga Did a song about smiling yes, Was told it wasn't for gangsters, but F it nigga, I'm styling yes, My upbringing consisted of heavy hardships and wildin' Wondering if my pops was gon' never get off that product Firmly stuck in the middle, six brothers, handful of sisters Pops was part Time. So I learned from a handful of niggas Man, that hard time It's what they gave me, chi when I was younger Hold your head, bro You'll be returning one of these summers wait, I nigga. could've followed in his footsteps Sometimes I wonder uh-huh. if I would've done the numbers Projected or got a number Pleasure's been limited, but I carry a heap of pain yes. Ask me why I'm smiling I'll tell you because it keep me sane Man. You should do the same Smiling's an expression you get from auras of joy. Yeah, They've been few far in between, so I cherish them like a toy. Uh-huh. To a young and on Christmas, unwrap it, and this is favorite. That's the feeling I get from good music that I be making. Watching the people go uh-huh. hard, watching the people go nuts, yeah. watching the people listen, uh-huh. and watching the people turn up. Yeah. Witness my grind in progress, maturation and savvy. Uh-huh. Question I gotta ask my, my niggas, niggas, what makes you happy? Uh-huh. Macking a couple shorties, mislead them about your life. No, Make a bunch of money you'll never spend cause you doing time no, I'm a stand-up kind of guy, can't you picture that in my eyes? I could never fail, my mama would kick my ass from the sky yes, Point me in the right direction if she feel I'm heading south No, you y'all think I'm ludicrous, but I'm just giving word of mouth No illusion for scopes, no Chris Angel moves uh-huh. But with these classics, I keep doing what, what the, the angels do Keep flying while I'm smiling, nigga Yeah, Tim Joshua Live. Happy Easter to all you motherfuckers listening out there. Yeah, that was Smile from Scopes. And right now we got the man himself, Dane Mobley, a.k.a. Scopes, on the line right now. What's up? What's good, man? What's going on, boss? Yeah, uh, how you doing tonight, man? Uh, 
just talking to you before the show. I'm here <clears throat> working on this while it's oh, man, I'm just... light at the moment. <laughs> oh, man, I'm chilling a little faded, man. I had a good Easter and shit. What's going on? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, first thing we got to get into is uh, I said that was Smile from Scopes, but uh, you're actually going through a uh, – you're not Scopes anymore? or. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to s- switch it up a little bit. Um, like people, people take the name Scopes and kind of uh, misinterpret what it was. You know what I mean? My name was originally Scopes because I see everything. I don't miss nothing. You know what I mean? Um, and I wanted to bring, you know what I mean, to report. Uh, I wanted to report my uh, what I seen and, and then done and my testimony and shit to the music which is why I name myself Scopes, but a lot of people think it's gun-affiliated and shit like that. And Dame Mobley seemed to seem more uh, marketable, and my music was starting to become more, uh, like, intimate with my personal self as far as thoughts and shit like that. So um, Dame Mobley just seemed more natural, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, I was reading your bio the other day. Um, but, uh, when did you get started uh, as far as, Rapping and doing shows. Uh, as for <clears throat> I wrote my first song in 2006. It was called Chop Chop. I thought I did a uh, I did a song. I did a song like prior to that, just like a verse and shit, and uh, with Seven Day, and then I linked up with uh, a cat named Carvino and uh, Chris Jones. He was running by Eagle at the time. And uh, that's my, that's actually my family. That's my nephew. But uh, he was doing this thing with Carvino with the beats and whatnot, and we linked up and did Chop Chop in 2006, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, so uh, you got a show coming up um, April 29th at Scully's. Everybody can come out and see you. What's going on there? What's What's up with that? Yeah, I got I got one right before that, uh, April 18th in Scully's as well. Or no, nah, I don't think it's at Scully's. It's at Park Street, um, downtown in the Arena District. I got I got a show down on the 18th, and then I'm at Scully's on the 29th for the uh, tour. I think uh, SAV. SAV got a tour uh, that I'm a part of, Me, Save Your Soul, a few others. Um, it's going to be real nice. Shit, yeah. And uh, you have a Reverb Nation, and that's uh, at ReverbNation.com slash Scopes614. Everyone can keep up to date with you, listen to your music. But um, who, who were you a fan of, and uh, who inspired you coming up? Uh, a fan? My, I, I had to say my I had to say my top five personal favorite, and that ain't saying they the best all-time or none, but they just mine, you know what I'm saying, personally, uh, I grew I grew up on, on uh Pac Biggie, Jay Z. I'm real heavy Jada Kiss fan. Um, Scarface, Joe Button, like them my guys. You know what I mean? Eminem. Uh, early in Eminem's career, I mean first two three albums I was heavy on. Them. But but them them was my you know what I mean really real lyricists. You know what I'm saying I was real heavy in the lyrics. Oh yeah, Scarface is one that never he he never really gets mentioned as far as the all time greats. Like like I feel like he should. Right, <laughs> he definitely should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
I think he gets overlooked because people don't respect um, lyricists in the South, and I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, there's a couple of them. They, I mean, they've allowed themselves to to uh, water down their movement. You know what I mean? So when you get to talking to the Midwest cats and East Coast cats, they really never mention the cats from the South. But Scarface been kicking that good shit for a long time. Hell yeah, and I got a question for you now from one of my listeners of the show, and uh, uh, he saw that I was going to have you on, so he wanted me to ask you this. Um, uh, He wanted me to ask you, what do you think of hip-hop music in general at this point, given its varied evolution and, frankly, trash that's out there now? Well, I I, I think it's definitely oversaturated with trash. Uh, I I felt like um, a couple people was issued... uh, issued uh somewhat of a challenge, you know what I mean, like Kendra's control verse and uh a couple people that went different routes and tried to uh bring the, the lyricism back to it and the competitive nature. It seemed like everybody friends and shit, you know what I'm saying? So like it ain't really no competitive sport no more. Uh it's 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 just bad. I mean what the what the radio chooses to play is bad. It's still good music out there. <laughs> But but the shit that they put in they that they push down your throat and, and keep in your face at all times is highly, highly garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like it's bad it's bad music. I mean, so I, I guess I feel like it's fucked up. It ain't enough to make me quit it. It actually gives me the motivation to kind of uh help push that shit out of there, you know what I mean? And bring and bring some some real substance back to the forefront. Oh yeah, you're definitely doing that. You've actually done over 700 shows. Yeah, I'm over nine. I'm over nine now. <laughs> That's what I got from uh, the calculations of, of the bio when I read that. But over 900 shows, and and it shows yeah. with um, national artists such as a uh, with a uh, Freeway, Bone Crusher, Soldier Boy, which that that was a surprise to me. <laughs> Dead Press, Joel Ortiz. Uh, Lil Flip and Keith Murray, you know, just to name a few. So, uh, any any stories or memories or meetings with any of those artists from those different shows you've done over the years that like, that you could share here? Yeah, like so, like Soldier Boy was ironically Soldier Boy was the first uh, uh, national act opening I ever did, my man. Like we. Uh, <laughs> he he was supposed to come to Woody. He didn't even show up that night. What he uh. He was booming with the single, the the uh, Yule shit. He was supposed to come to Major Woody's. We was opening for him at Major Woody's. Uh, he got to Cleveland and said, fuck Columbus. He didn't feel like taking a 30-minute flight from Cleveland to Columbus to come. Um, oh, really? So he ended up showing up. City got a – we still performed, though. City got a hold of the single that night, and that's how Chop Chop got on the radio. And then uh, I done I done freeway like three or four different times, man. Free freeway fuck with me heavy. I did I opened for him at Major Woody's, and then that led to um, uh, opening for him in uh, Chillicothe. After I opened for him in Chillicothe, he then requested me to come and open for him in Lancaster and Chillicothe again. So uh, freeway looked out. 
a couple times. You know what I'm saying? We we went right for him, and uh, I think Bone Crusher was in Chile. I opened for Young Drow in Louisville. That was a fun night. Uh, other than we seen a nigga get killed that night, that was crazy. Um, yeah, like dude got killed like right in front of the club by uh, security. Um, I had some real nice ones. Like I think Freeway was the most, uh, uh, you know, the easiest access, so to speak. Like you know, what I mean, we was chilling with them VIP. I had a cipher with they. Um, I had a cipher with a couple of his homies and all that. Like we was, I mean, like they was real humble. They was real cool. Keith Murray was cool. We I kicked it a whole day with Keith Murray. We took him around town, me and Chris from Unruly. Chris Unruly, uh and, and like we you know what I mean, we just showed him my love and he, he showed it back. It was cool. Uh we, we I, I had a couple couple runs with a couple of them cats. A couple of them cats were stand up dudes. Yeah, Keith Murray's a um he's a fucking uh the first time I ever heard you was because uh I don't know you personally, like, I, but I, you're big in the city, so I ended up hearing about you. But the first song I ever heard was a song called Cask Clothes, which which leads me to the <laughs> question of who is a uh, who is Gay Dub? <clears throat> gay Gay Dub is a guy named J Dub. Used to call himself J Dub, King of the Club Promotions. Um, when he when he started out, he was doing shows at the exclusive lounge. Which is not known as the exclusive lounge now. It's the, uh, it was the exclusive off of Hamilton uh, Road. But long story short, he was doing open mics. Um, me and a couple artists, you know what I mean? We came out, did con- you know what I mean? Did open mics. We paying to get in, doing them, you know what I'm saying? Then they kind of built the market uh, up a little bit to do a competition. We got, I came, rock the competition, won the competition. It was like a three-week competition for $500. We came and did that. I mean, like, dude, dude seemed like he was about good business. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, yo, a couple of us, you know, at this point, I'm about six, 700 shows in. Like, yo, can I get it? You know what I mean? Like, I need some money yeah. for my time. He like, you know what I'm saying? We rocking with you. Show the love back. He didn't want to pay. But we ended up falling out about um, that and, he just did some questionable shit that men shouldn't do. And uh, next thing I know, he got a diss record out on me. And uh, that shit was hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? We, we, we couldn't take it seriously. It had some comedic value to it, like, because it was funny. It was a promoter that used to rap and failed. That's why he started doing promoting. You know what I mean? Trying to. You know what I mean? Trying to step into my arena and he kind of fucked with the wrong one. So I did the song. I did the retail. I mean, my song was a rebuttal. A lot of people think I just went and picked on a promoter. But, nah, he did a diss record on me first. And it, you can go see it on, hear it on SoundCloud or whatever. He still got it up, if I'm mistaken. But, um, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I hear his. I just <laughs> seen you come out with yours. Yeah, I just had to put him in his place real quick. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't a, it was you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't, it wasn't an angry record. It was like, you're you're a fucking idiot for this, but I'm you gonna make me do this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, uh, how, do you, how do you 
how do you feel about all that, like in general? Because I'm sure that even wasn't even the first case where you where you came across something like that, as far as people and promoters and doing business and, and shows and and not paying the artists or maybe giving the artist a bar tab, but that's it. You know, like like what's what's your overall stance on that? Because I have like a I, I have a Shaka, the owner of Evolution, on my show a couple times, and he just basically says, well, you know. It's it's a business and it's about money, but yeah, if, if a guy really is uh, putting masses in the seats and bringing people to the venue, then I feel like that artist should be paid accordingly. Well, yeah, Shock Shock had a good um, Shock had a good outlook on it. Me and Shock did an interview together on uh, Local Rapper Facts a couple years back, and uh, he he had a good outlook on it. Like if if cats can generate buzz to get a nice amount of people in the door then, yeah, they deserve to be paid. But also, a club got to understand that uh, you, can't, you can't expect a local act to put 200 people in a building and you don't got no damn regulars. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, his club in particular is in bumfuck Egypt. So, like, you can't expect to pack that club anyway. You get what I'm saying? So... Or, or if you do, it's going to be real hard to do. You know what I mean? In his case, as far as his club personally, you know what I mean. But um, I, I definitely agree. If you can't, if you can't get people, if you can't get people in the building, then you, you probably shouldn't even be in this sport in particular. You know what I'm saying? But uh, a club, a club got to know that uh, a, a club should be able to have some fan base as well, and the promoter should be able to. Promote, you get what I'm saying? Like promoters in Columbus only make Facebook flyers and put them up. Like they don't hit the streets hard or none of that. It's only like two promoters in the whole city that really get flyers, hit the clubs, putting that shit in people's windshields, hitting the mom and pop's record joints, the barber shops. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like it's only two promoters that do that, and it's 40, 50 promoters. Like, everybody thinks that you can just go to a graphic designer, pay $20, get you a flyer, put it on Facebook, and pump it uh, every hour and make an event out of it and tag everybody on your friends list to it, and then they're going to show up. Like, it's not how it works, bro. It's not. It will never work like that. It will never it will never work like that unless you already are solidified and people are waiting on you to make the next move. You know what I'm saying? But local up and comings and shit like that, like this is it's virtually impossible to think that you're gonna eat off of or pack a building off of uh uh your name alone with no club uh reputation and uh a janky promoter. You setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. I've been a part of that quite a few times. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the promoters are shitty in the city. They always have been. Seems like they always will be. I've been at this for a long time. I've been doing shows almost 10 years from the damn Chitlin' Circuit open mics to the big stages, and I still stay humble and show love trying to put Columbus on and go and hit their open mics. And as soon as I said, if you ain't paying, I ain't playing, my phone stopped ringing. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I, I know you've been there, and you, you, you but a, a reputation may may seem to follow you now. Like, uh, 
the first song I heard from you was Casket Closed, so I thought maybe you were like that guy, like that that battle rapper. And then I go and listen to your music, and you're, you're actually a well-rounded artist that uh, has a lot more. So I'm about to play this song right now that you did with a uh, Young Wise called Anything to Please. Any anything you want to say about this before I turn it on? I mean, shout out to Wise, man. Listen, that's a that's a talented dude, man. That's a talented dude, and uh, we linked and did that record. We actually got the video about to come out, and uh, but we we um. We we laced one man. That was a good record. Like it, that shit sounded radio already to me. Like that's 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 that mainstream feel. That ain't exactly what I do in particular, but it was definitely a a coming out party. Like just to show people that I can, you know what I'm saying? I can hit any avenue. My versatility was good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how This is uh, scopes and young lives. Anything, please. Cocky Club exclusive. Suspect, 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 suspect
wanted to get into your uh, excited about this to hear your top five worst rappers. <laughs> Something I've been doing on the show <laughs> for a while now. Uh, top five worst rappers. Uh, Silk the Shocker. Mm. Uh, Silk the Shocker. <laughs> Why do you uh-huh. not like the Silk the Shocker? Uh-huh. Why do you not like Silk the Shocker? What, what was it about him? Uh, <laughs> listen, he's, he's horrible. They, like, I've never heard a song from Silk where he was rapping for you. Like, he had like a, like a, um, a offbeat talk. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, that shit wasn't rapping to me. It never was. Um, I know I'm going to get tased for this and shit, but I, I absolutely hate Noriega. Um, I never never was a fan of Noriega's flow. Um, uh, Lil Hollywood. Cool nigga. I met him. Cool nigga from here. You know what I'm saying? He's cool. Uh, but I can't do none of his music. Um, OJ the Juice Man. Which, OJ the, the Juice Man. OJ the Juice Man, bro. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he used to uh, rock out with Gucci Man, uh, light skin cat. Uh, he's not exa- he's he, not exactly a household name, like such as if you said a Drake or something. <laughs> nah, but he was real heavy in the street when that Gucci wave came. Like OJ the Juice Man, they they kind of locked in on him. You know what I'm saying? He was like. It was him, Gucci, and Walker, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, okay. and yeah, so in the streets, he made a hell of a buzz, and, and I, I couldn't stand him for it. Um, who, <laughs> uh, who else, man? I, I gotta dig deep. Uh, where's rappers? Where's rap? I think I had another one. I'm just trying to remember him. Uh, well, we both shared uh, Birdman, made both of our lists. There it is. There it is. There it is. OJ the Juice Man. OJ the Juice Man. Birdman. Birdman was my fifth. Birdman is downright. He, I, I, that's self-explanatory. Like, I ain't. Birdman been shitty since 90, what, 8, 98. I'm, he might have. Birdman got two hot verses in a 17-year career. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's one of the worst. Like, yeah, it like people, people have come on my show and said Drake, and I'm like, no. Like, like, how are you saying Drake? Drake? You're not saying Birdman. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna keep it funky with like Drake. Drake is killing the game right now. Like, it, it, anybody yeah. who disagrees that Drake is not probably the hottest nigga in the game right now, just is completely biased. Um, I, I don't even know what leg you could stand, you know what I'm saying? Other than you could say he makes yeah. pop tracks, but that's the demand from the record label in order to do that, you know what I'm saying? So he'll be an international mm-hmm. star, but his his <laughs> his music, work ethic, and his flat-out ability to drop a hit on you at any point in time got him dominating the game right now. Yeah, 
that's how I feel. I, I feel like maybe, maybe yeah, some people out there just, just hate on him or, or haven't heard the right songs from him that I'm listening to. But uh, like, what's in your CD player right now? Like, like, what are you, what are you listening to right now? Uh, right now I'm listening to the Luca Brasi two mixtape from Kevin Gates. <clears throat> That's what I've been listening to. Uh, Kevin Gates, uh, Big Sean's, uh, Dark Sky Paradise, the new joint, and uh, what else I got in there? I think them was the two newest joints I've been bumping. It's them two. All right, now uh, running out of time here, but for the listeners listening live right now, the the uh, live feed may cut you off, but uh, you can listen to the rest of the show on demand. Just click on the same link. Cause that's something I found out about being on the, the, this Block Talk Radio. It, it, it airs live the first 30 minutes, but uh, uh, then records for 15 more. So we got 15 more minutes because there's some, some more things I want to ask you and talk about. It's like a Right. Big question here. So uh, people listening live, this may cut out in the next 30 seconds or whatever. It took me 15 months of doing this to figure it out. But um, what advice would you give to uh, all these rappers out here that have aspirations to make it big, be it, be it like locally or on a national level? Like, What do they need to do to be taken seriously? It's like, uh, like what, what advice would you give to people? Be it, be it from from uh, a standpoint or music-wise? I would make I would make sure that you, one, plan everything out. You know what I'm saying? One, plan everything out. If you're running like a chicken with your head cut off um, and kind of running on the working on the fly, you, you're going to become stagnant. Um, second, don't become complacent. Don't, um, don't never get the urge to put your city on. Like, get the fuck out of here. Move, move out. Get hit different spots, network whatever, um, because it seems like your city's the one that hates you the most. I'm saying cities tend to like everything else outside of Columbus. I'm saying, um, uh, what else did you ask me? I, I, I would, I would, uh, you know, definitely make sure your paperwork is right. That's the most important. I think, um, People, you know, people love to to get in the studio and smoke and drink and be creative. They love the creative aspect of it, but um, you gotta make sure your paperwork right. I mean, find the right management, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that shit is a must. Yeah, and uh, how how important is it for people to uh, go to the studio and record their tracks professionally as opposed to just at home? I mean, it really ain't hard. I mean, a, a lot of people just flat out don't want to invest in the future, but it's very, it's very cheap, man. Like, and, and in my experience of dealing with like studio, studio times, beat makers, um, getting the masters to them beats, uh, leasing whatever. Uh, it's just, it's like any other thing in life, man. It's about building relationships. You know what I mean? You work with a couple people exclusively. If if you feel like it's the right the right sound for you. You you link up with that beat maker and work with him, man. And uh, I mean, spend some money with him. It, it's just really about building relationships. I, I I get hit with a set price when I meet somebody. Uh, by the time I work with them, the second third time, their price is down. You know what I'm saying? So they start buying into the fact that um, 
you got some real talent and can do something with it. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess that doesn't go for you cast that suck. I don't, it's kind of backwards in Columbus. Like, seems like all the cats that's really terrible in music has a great game plan to promote and put their music out, and then the hottest cats are lazy as shit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's weird, bro. But yeah, that's how I did it, though. I just built relationships. I just built relationships and, and, and tried to uh, make good music and let the music speak for itself. And I, I, like I just said on the cipher, uh, a repertoire, cannonballs, all the nigga need is a budget. I was dead ass serious. So that's what we're working on now is just a budget. And I got the new album about to drop. Um, finally, my first album, it's called Kickback Music. I'm working on that. It's about to, it's about to drop here soon. Um, yeah, but, um, um, what if you had to uh, sacrifice, like, uh, as far as being uh, frustrated and, and, and trying to build yourself and your name as you have, like, uh, because I think a lot of times a lot of a lot of artists get too, you know, overwhelmed with the uh, frustrations and, and try and just flat out give up. Uh, I, I don't think I've endured enough to give up. I've, I've gave a lot to music though. Like I didn't take no breaks, so that's why I'm 900 shows in, and I didn't I didn't relax for a year or two and be like, you know what, I ain't gonna make no music or I'm gonna stop doing shows or none of that shit. I, I it wasn't until um, August of last year where I was like, yo, if you ain't paying, I ain't playing, and, and the shows kind of slowed up. Um, so that was nine years I was just running, running, running. And I, I think I sacrificed a lot of time with my uh, children. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a lot of long, you know what I mean? A lot of long nights. You know what I mean, when I get done or, or whenever I got free time or whatever, um, they'd be asleep or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, so I ain't really get to kick it with them, as, as, I guess, as much as... Uh, I wanted to, I guess that makes sense. Even though I'm with them, I'm a, I mean, great dad, and I'm in their life and things of that nature. But like when you when you are uh, when you come up in a single parent household, you know what I mean. You kind of you kind of got a different uh, feel for when you have kids. Like you want to be there for everything. You know what I mean. So when you miss something, you feel like it wasn't. <laughs> you feel like you wasn't there. Or so you got beat yourself up, but if anything, I sacrifice. I say it's it's uh time with my kids. Like you know what I mean. I kept from yeah. music, then kept me from uh a couple things in their life. I guess. Yes, it's definitely hard to be uh out here uh, doing this uh, as a profession to maintain any kind of uh, relationship with pretty much anyone other than who you're in business with. But um, back right. to the music. Um, what is what is, what is your writing process like? Like, uh, you you do you get a beat from a producer? Or do you do you randomly have an idea to do a song and then find the beat? But like, like, what what's your writing process like? Like, how do you actually you know make songs? Uh, it it comes different. For the most part, the beat kind of speaks to me. So like, uh, I get the shopping beats and and uh. When I come across something that's real crazy, um, you know what I mean? I'm just grooving to it. You get the mumble into it, so you kind of 
I, I get the rhythm to it, but I don't know what I'm really saying for real. But if I can, if I can catch it and it sound right, then I just, you know what I mean, I go in. So I, I, I definitely use the beat to kind of uh, sway me which route I should go on the record. Uh, as far as writing process, I, I, I don't rush nothing. That's why I try to make everything a quality record. I, I don't really rush nothing. Um, some of them might come where I can knock a whole song out in like 30 minutes, you know what I mean, to an hour. Then some of them I might be sitting on a beat for like two weeks before that perfect hook or that perfect uh, idea comes to me. So I, I, I will say it varies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the the music dictating how you feel, and then half the time, like you already have an idea. But um, we got about six minutes left. So one big thing that's been going on around in Columbus is different places and venues closed last year that a lot of rap acts would go and perform at. Big one being oh, Burnley's wow. Tavern, and now this recently uh, Evolution Social Lounge. So. Uh, and I know you've probably been to both of those places, uh, Burnsies and Evolution. So, like, uh, how do you feel about this? And uh, um, uh, is it just uh, drying out? I guess <laughs> like one one thought or uh, Columbus. Columbus is uh, I, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's drying out. It's more or less we and not the. Um, more or less we and now the uh we tried to put we tried to put hip hop and and live shows and stuff in, in um different areas like like Burnsies and stuff like that like Kid Money opened the door. That was one yeah. shout out to Kid Money too because he was one of the only cats that really was um uh paying cats to come do shows and shit too like I, I yeah. like he made it he built the avenue for underground artists to get some paper. So uh, I want to commend you for that, but um, yeah, Burnsy's made an outlet for people. Uh, but uh, it got dogged a lot, you know what I mean? It had, it's the west side of Columbus. If anybody, if you're from Columbus, then you know the west side is like its own city in the inside of Columbus. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I mean it's rough. So uh, it didn't it didn't surprise me that um. Kid Money and them decided to, you know what I mean, hang it up and move on to a different venture because it was a lot of problems that came um, from the patrons and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what happened with Evo, so I can't speak on it, but um, I know Burns didn't really get shut down. They kind of shut it down on their own. The owners decided to get up from under it. You know what I mean? Um I mean, West Side then West Side unfolded like everything, unfolded every club possible. We had the Evo, we had Club Ocean a couple of years back, if you remember that by the old mall, and then Burns, and all of them got shut down. And then uh, people that kind of dried out the um, open mics and whatnot. So really, the only avenues is you got Lounge Eighty Three on the open mic, and then you know what I mean. If you could get in with a promoter at Stelly's or something like that. That's that's, but that's a good look. Scully's a good look. It's like the man. Oh yeah, I mean, that's right. Which you've done, and and you're gonna be there <laughs> this month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Scully's um, Newport does spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
this leads to the uh, ultimate question here because uh, I ask different people this different different times over the years, and, they, and they, their answer is no or their answer is yes. But uh, does hip hop music cause people to act violent at these shows where uh, in no. Columbus, you know, two o'clock in the morning, or is it the alcohol, which is which is you know my feeling on it because it happens everywhere. It's 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 not just you know, hip-hop shows. So does hip-hop music, is it directly to blame for violence at shows? To be honest with you, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot more drama-free nights when local acts was performing than I have on just a regular night of going to the club. People got to understand that the same people that go to the club they usually go to a club in their neighborhood, so they're a product of their environment. You get what I'm saying? Um, if you're in the street, or you, or you, um, if you're in the street or anything like that, then you usually in the street in your environment as well. So you most likely to get into a problem or altercation with somebody from your streets. You get what I'm saying? So if it's only one or two clubs open on the side of town. Uh, where it's like, like a happening spot, that pro, you know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna end up running into each other, and y'all gonna end up having a yeah. problem. I've never, I'm, I've only seen, I've only been to about a handful of shows, and this is over 900 shows, a little over a handful of shows where somebody that was performing or doing business in the club that night has something to do with any type of physical altercation or shooting or anything like that in a club. Like that it, it that's just not it's just not proper business. Promoters don't promoters don't get into that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like uh the promote you know what I mean the promoter understands that it's about making money, so they really don't get into no problem. And yeah. And if you are artist with your head on right then you looking to get paid so you would be dumb to get into it with somebody why are you handling business? So, yeah, I, I would say about maybe six, six shows out of nine hundred shows I've seen violence um, break out in the head, and somebody that was performing or anything like that was inside of the altercation. So, I mean, if you look at them numbers, that's next to nothing. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a, it's yeah. a, it's been a lot of uh, people blowing it up when things happen. You know, like. Facebook and everything today, like everything is, is just the end of the world, you know. When like like any time I went to these places, nothing happened to me, you know. <laughs> so it's like so so what you're saying is like it's pretty much nine times out of ten people that had problems that run into each other at these places and the situation happened. Yeah, I think most of the situations that I ever seen. In the last, like, five, six years, like, the murder rate been up in Columbus. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't know that the problem is people getting fucked up personally. Like, you're not, they're not getting, you're not just getting into it with somebody. Like, that shit be personal. I don't, I'm good with everybody. Street news, rap people, all that. Like, I've never gotten to a, um, I've never gotten to a conversation at a show. Never, you know what I'm saying? I've never got into a conversation at a show. I got into it at the battle, um, but I ain't end up throwing no, I mean, I ain't end up fighting or nothing. But on random nights when I go to the club and kick it, I just, you know what I mean, had to 
get into it or something like that. But but when I'm doing my music and shit like that, I've never gone to altercation. I've never gone to an altercation with a fellow artist, none of that. I mean, the kind of most of them got the same common goal, man, and that's to come in there and rock the crowd and, and, and hopefully it'll lead to bigger and better things. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.